Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Our show today is brought to you in part by Sonos. Sonos is the official audio sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Coming up on today's show, Dave Stevens is in to go over everything that we missed over the weekend and go in-depth on the Ohio State recruiting class that is once again number one in the Big Ten. That's coming up right here, right now, on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Alongside Jay Stevens, the host of Locked On Buckeyes, I'm Nate Dickinson. We've got plenty to talk about with Jay. All sorts of stuff to catch up on with the Buckeyes on the hardware. I don't think we talked even since Ohio State beat duke way back when jay and all sorts of recruiting stuff to get to too from national signing day all the way through quinn ewers getting out of here as well we'll get to jay in just a second but first quick rundown of some things that went down in the big 10 over the weekend in case you may have missed it and again thank you for making locked on big 10 your first listen of the day every day of the week when you're done be sure to head over to jay and locked on buckeyes thanks for coming on with us here for Monday show. Jay, it's been a little bit since we've been able to have you on. You're just a really busy guy. It's nice to be able to get you back here on the show on a Monday to talk to us about what went down over the weekend. How you feel? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Have been busy, but we're back together on this Monday talking about Big Ten football, possibly basketball, and everything else that's going on in the Big Ten conference. Yeah, we're going to get mainly into the Ohio State recruiting class here with Jay in a second again. But we've gone over some things with Isaiah Hull. We talked Michigan, Matt Sheehan last week, got into some Michigan State. But the kings of the conference in recruiting are still the Buckeyes. And we'll talk to Jay about just how well Ohio State made out in the 2022 class later on in the program as well. Uh, First off, we can't go too far into the show without mentioning there was an All-Big Ten Volleyball Championship over the weekend. Wisconsin defeats Nebraska in five sets. Jay, I I don't know if you had any time to watch this. Again, you're a really busy guy now, but I I honestly did not have time to watch it. I was watching basketball and then football and all sorts of stuff throughout yesterday, but I I honestly, I I did turn it on for a point when I saw it went into the fifth set. I didn't get to see everything, but it's just... Big Ten dominating that volleyball court in the way we know how. We're going to have to get somebody on with a volleyball at some point. I might have to reach out to Asher Lowe and see who he knows over there to talk Badgers. But it was a really exciting matchup as Wisconsin takes a national championship. Uh, as we move on, all big teams won and covered on Saturday in the basketball hardwood. So it, it wasn't anything all too troublesome. Indiana played Notre Dame. Purdue played Butler. Butler that was a nice, fun little uh, in-state matchup for people here in Indiana. We're both actually in Indiana as we're talking about this. So that's one thing, unless you're out of the state. I don't know. You're wearing your Indiana hat right now. Yeah, so I'm that's in Indiana. Nice. That's why you watch the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. Locked on Big Ten. Uh, eight women's soccer players across the conference drafted into the NWSL. I'm going to real quickly. Marissa Bova of Purdue and Sarah Griffith of Purdue. Gabby Provenzond of Rutgers. Uh, Ava Cook of MSU. Raleigh Lauman of Michigan. Hope Breslin of Illinois, Jordan Bloomer of Wisconsin, and Dizzy Rodriguez of Ohio State, Jay, also now playing professional soccer. Uh, a whole lot of information uh, from over the weekend and other stuff we didn't get to, too, Jay. But uh, uh, any any thoughts of just anything that we went over there? It's been a minute since you talked. Go ahead. <laughs> so that little, say little, the 
national championship in volleyball. I did get to watch a little bit of it. I was mm. going back and forth, um, watched a little bit. And then when the Colts game came on, I was watching the Colts football game. And then I was doing something this morning and I was scrolling on Twitter and I saw that it was a record crowd in Columbus for that match between Nebraska and Wisconsin. Also, while I was watching the ma- watching the, the game or match, whatever you call volleyball, I, I'm not best with the lingo, so forgive me for that. Um, but one thing I did notice is this is very easy to watch on TV. You don't have to know anything about volleyball, the terminology. As you know, my terminology in volleyball is lacking. However, when you're watching it, you can see, well, it's three, three hits on one side, and then they don't get it over on the third time. It's somebody else's point. So you can kind of figure out everybody else's figure out what's going on back and forth. It's very easy to go with the flow. Um, you may not know why somebody has an off-color jersey. I know it's called the libero. I don't know the, I don't know why that jersey is different or why that position is special. However, it was fun to see those girls fight it out on the court. And it's amazing to see that it was a record crowd in Columbus for that match over the weekend. Yeah, it's it got kind of that whole formula of, again, like you said, easy to follow, but at the same time fast and the skill and athleticism is really obvious uh, too. the getting up and down jumping uh, spikes all that kind of stuff it, it doesn't take a lot for somebody to realize uh, what exactly it is that makes someone especially good at it too. So again, yeah, it's just really fun to watch on TV. And I don't know if you've been to volleyball games live, but volleyball games live are the same kind of thing, especially because smaller court like you think basketball arena how close you're able to get in there even more packed in and things like that can get really really electric that kind of atmosphere but uh, i want to talk more about as we get into the show here jay just really the biggest story across sports and that's COVID 19 retaking over things again we saw games canceled across all sports including in the big 10 Rutgers did not get to play on saturday yesterday as we're recording here on sunday afternoon Right now, it's looking like we're going to get into this phase where we're going to have more and more games canceled. There's a lot of questions to ask here. Uh, I want to start by kind of asking what you think about the idea that this is something we've gone through before, but it, it won't be the same, obviously, be just because we're doing it again and everything's a little bit different. What exactly do you feel like is going to be different this time around as we start to see games across college basketball and professional sports start to get canceled again as new variants and things come up? I, I don't know. We don't know much of the science and I don't really want to talk science. I just want to ask you, what is the science going to do to the basketball, the stuff we do know? That I don't know because science, it just kind of goes, I won't say it goes with the flow, but there's so many things I don't know about it. Um, a new variant could come out tomorrow or it could be coming out right now. I don't know all of the ins and outs about COVID-19, the variant that's out there that we know that the O name that I can't pronounce and all the things that go into it. I think one thing is interesting is that last year we started the basketball season around this time, or maybe it was January. This year we were in, we started what, November, and then we're teams that played 10, 11 games. And then all of a sudden we're starting to see cancellations. You mentioned, well, you mentioned a game over the weekend. Penn State had a game canceled, I believe, in the middle of the week. You also had, I believe, Ohio State had a game canceled against Kentucky on Saturday. Kentucky ended up playing North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic. And then Ohio State's game on Tuesday is now canceled um, against UT Martin. And so, it's very interesting because we just don't know. The one thing I would like to, like, when I view this with NBA basketball and college basketball, NBA, they can go out and get guys from the G League, and they can get guys to fill a roster immediately 
because they have that pool of money. Hey, I need a 10-day contract. Come on, just come, let's come here, fill this roster spot. We have guys that can't play due to COVID. College basketball, you can't do that. College basketball is those guys on the team, and if they can't go, they can't. you can't play. Now, I don't know what the Big Ten number is as far as you have to have this many players healthy to play. I don't know what that number is. And the way the Big Ten and Kevin Warren have gone, I don't know if they have a number. But I think it would be a great idea to have a number right now. Let's say you have to have at least eight players healthy to play the game. If that's the case, so be it. You can roll roll out there with one or two coaches and then eight players, three off the bench, and then five on the court, maybe seven. I think eight would be more realistic than seven. But I don't know. There's so many things that are just un that we don't know about. I, I'm happy that if they want to cancel games, they're canceling them now versus in the NCAA tournament. There's positives. There's negatives, I think, to everything going on. Um, it's just weird that it's happening once again and nobody knows what's going to come down the road because COVID could once again have a team to make the tournament and then not be able to play in the NCAA tournament due to too many positive cases on that team. Yeah, well, I think that's a lot of the stuff that you talked about. Um, luckily, we have, and maybe unfortunately, we have been through before. So maybe we do know a little bit more about just how we end up either replacing those players or those games. That's the kind of stuff we've been through before. I feel like the questions that we're going to have to start answering next is if we have something like if this, whatever you think about new variant, if this is going to be something where we see a lot of people getting cases, but not getting sick or, or what have you, then we have to maybe start to adjust and redefine the definitions of, all right, is it number of cases that is canceling things? Is it number of cases where people are affected that are canceling things? Uh, how much of a spread is too much? Like you said, that those are all questions that are going to have to be answered again in the same way. And kind of the same way that it's been so frustrating throughout all of this thing over the last few years. It's trying to answer questions that, that not only do we not really have the answers to, but we really don't have the questions that we're trying to answer yet. It's a really, really hard thing to try and decipher. So I do think that at the very least, we have that ability to be able to know a plan of what happens when people go out, like you said. It, it, could end up knocking people out of an NCAA tournament. It could end up knocking really important players out from playing in really important games. And that's tough. But as far as that plan, it seems like at the very least, we've had that test run already. So it should be something that at the very least, if we decide players are out, that's what'll happen. But again, that we don't know exactly what it is end up going to be or how long this is going to last, but we'll see. What ends up happening is, again, people start to get infected to a rate where it's affecting uh, the schedules on the court and across sports again. All right, let, let's talk about some more stuff going on off the court and off the field is really the, the football team starts to recruit their next classes for the future of the Big Ten. Ohio State has been on top of recruiting for a while and this year was no different. We'll talk about who the Buckeyes brought in in the 2022 class, including a big haul out of the in-state. We'll, we'll get to all of that with Jay here in just a minute on Locked On Big Ten. I've been telling you about prize picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting every day, too. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy 
easy. PrizePix offers more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players for you to place props on too. So if you want to get involved in even the smallest of basketball around the country, you can get in on the action and have a stake in the game by playing daily fantasy at prize picks head on over to prizepicks.com right now or download the prize picks app if you use promo code locked on when you sign up you'll be able to get an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit again that's prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app promo code locked on whenever you sign up again prize picks has more college players for you to play for whether it be the Big Ten or smaller schools, wherever you be at in Big Ten country, country, it will be something that, again, is not like what you've been used to with your daily fantasy. It's new, it's different, so go check it out. Prize Picks, helping us get you the show today. Hey, thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021 after you're done. With your first listen here, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Back in here on Locked On Big Ten alongside Jay Stevens. I'm Nate Dickinson with everything you need to know from the Big Ten Conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Along, uh, Jay's here to break down everything in Ohio State recruiting class of 2022 as we try to get a little bit of a deeper look into everybody as we get through the next couple of weeks we've started up right at the top and that continues here with the best of the best ohio state's recruiting class number one in the big 10 as things stand after the early signing day and number four in the country if things were to end right now ohio state boasts a couple of five-star players according to the 24 7 sports consensus rankings there's a lot of really good players on the defensive side of this football at the top of the class jay there's a lot of really good skill players wide receivers out there who are really really going to continue this ohio state legacy that chris olave and garrett wilson have started to build and I'll, again just plethora of really really big names that you could talk about where do you want to start where are you most excited with this ohio state recruiting class I think one of the biggest things that I'm excited about is that these players are recruiting each other. Now, maybe a weird pl- place to start, but CJ Hicks, the number one recruit in the state of Ohio out of Dayton, Archbishop Alter, he has been somebody that has helped recruit numerous players throughout this recruiting class. I know he's had contact with Sonny Styles and Devin Brown and a lot of the other guys, not just Ohio kids, but also guys around the country. And he has been very pivotal in putting this recruiting class together. And I think Ryan Day appreciates that. Not only Ryan Day appreciates a recruit helping him recruit, but also a recruit showing the passion that he that Buckeye fans want him to have and Buckeye coaches want him to have before he's even in on campus, before he's even in Columbus practicing, getting ready for the spring game. I do believe he's going to be a um he's going to be a, a, arriving in the wintertime in January. So all those things are going in January. He's been doing things for the past six to nine months, assisting this recruiting class be put together. The crazy thing is, as he mentioned, the early signing period was a few days ago. There's another signing period in February, and I'm sure he'll be very pivotal in assisting other players that haven't signed just yet or haven't committed to Ohio State to do that, to do that very thing coming in February. I want to 
talk a little bit more Ohio here, Jay. As you look at that class, obviously Ohio State is one of the best teams in the country. So anyone who comes out of that state of Ohio who can play the game of football pretty much is signed to the Buckeyes straight out the womb, really. It's gotten to a point where Ohio is less concerned about getting their recruits and trying to invade in on the Indiana, Pennsylvania, other states around them. But as you look at this class right now, you see three out of the top four guys come out of the state of Ohio. Both of the five-star players, six players in total in this class are out of the home state. Is this typical just Ohio State getting the best players in Ohio? Or is there something a little bit more special and a little bit more dense and talent coming out of the state of Ohio this year that uh, Buckeyes were able to really tap in on? It's pretty normal. It's pretty normal yeah. for kids in Ohio to want to play at Ohio State. Not only do the due to the tradition and their parents and their uncles and their aunts and their moms and all the other things that go in fathers, family members that are going to push you to be a Buckeye fan once you're walking, once you're out of the womb. Oh yeah, you're wearing you're wearing your Ohio State hat. You're wearing Ohio State colors. You're going to the games. These are things that I do believe that the players want to do. They want to go to Ohio State. Ohio State, the brand, the tradition, the history of success and winning in national championships and Big Ten championships. A lot of kids in Ohio, they want to stay in state and they want to go to Ohio State because they're not only going to be able to be on the biggest stages, national broadcast, um, Ohio State, Michigan, getting millions and millions and millions of people every single year, but it's also going to be the best spot for a lot of these kids to go pro. Now go far from home, mom and dad can watch the games, and they're being developed to be a future pro. And I do believe that a lot of kids in Ohio want to go to Columbus. Is it a more talented class of Ohio State players this season than you would normally see out there? Or is it just a, this is what Ohio State's normally, Ohio normally produces and Ohio State's taking them as, as usual? This is pretty much normal. The one okay. thing that I say is not normal is that Ohio State only has two defensive linemen in this class right now that have signed out of the 18 signees. There's only two defensive linemen. They want to get one at probably two more. Of course, they're really being very tight with their scholarship numbers. So they have to be very delicate about how many scholarship offers they have and things of that nature because you can't you only have so many scholarships and if you go over that number you're going to be in trouble so no it's, it's pretty it's pretty normal um as far as uh the talent um that ohio state has right now where do you think ryan day was trying to go with this recruiting class as now things are starting to wrap up and you've had a chance to kind of take it all in throughout the course of the time well, what do you think are the things that at the end of the day he was really focusing in on and wanting to make sure that he nailed down and got a, some solid depth in as far as position groups, individual players, stuff like that. I can go three separate ways. Number one, he wanted to make sure he got another quarterback. Devin Brown from Utah ended up committing. I believe he committed the day before Quinn Ewers ended up entering the transfer portal. It was the day before a couple of days prior. So it was that same week, less than a week, less than a half week, before um, when you were into the transfer portal, Devin Brown entered. I think it, what, we're, what we're finding from Ryan Day is he wants a, not a certain type of quarterback, but he has more emphasis on the quarterback's arm and being able to hit all the throws. Then with Urban Meyer's offense, or Urban Meyer wanted JT Barrett quarterback power on third and on third and three. Like these are the things that Urban Meyer wanted, or Tim Tebow had a lot of runs and short yardage situations. Meyer had a system. Ryan Day has his system. Ryan Day wants somebody that has a good arm, an elite arm. Also, he wants to make sure he has at least one quarterback in every class because, as we saw this year, 
Ohio State has three quarterbacks entering the, entering the transfer portal, Ewers, Quinn Ewers, uh, Jack Mill III, and then a walk-on quarterback in Jagger LaRoe. And so he wants to keep that trend going, not just, hey, you're going to be a starter, but no, there's a guy coming in that's coming for your spot in C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud not only has to worry about Kyle McCord, but also Devin Brown as well. Dallin Hayden, a running back. Ohio State has no idea what the running backs are going to do. They may go into the portal. They may end up just staying in Ohio State. But adding another running back in Dallin Hayden, four-star recruit, it's very, very big and pivotal. You already lost Stowe Chambers in, in the season, offseason, really, from going to being a running back to being a linebacker. So you got to make sure you want to keep that thing going. And then Sonny Styles, he's an in-state recruit. He ended up reclassifying to the 2022 class from 2023. His dad played up football at Ohio State. His brother's currently at Notre Dame. Sonny Styles, I believe, is going to be a big part of the hybrid linebacker position that Ohio State wants to continue to evolve and move forward with, not only with Jim Knowles, the new defensive coordinator coming in, but I think Ryan Day wants to go this route no matter what. And Sonny Styles, 6'4", I believe, 215. I mean, he's... He's a junior, but he doesn't look like the normal junior type of football body we're used to. That's one big thing I think Ryan Day has, not only the reclassification, but also a guy that, that maybe in year two, I don't think he'll do that in year one, maybe year two could be a big piece of the defense, being somebody that's really all over the field. As these winter months heat up, this is maybe the busiest time of the sports betting calendar. You got football, you've got basketball, you've got hockey. It's always something for you to make a buck on, and betonline.ag has every way for you to do it too. Whether it be just straight up bets, parlays, props, futures, anything that you want to make sure that you get your stake in the game on, you can make sure you do it the right way and with the best lines and information at betonline.ag. Uh, once again, as always, use our promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. You'll be able to get some extra money to start out with once you get going at the site, courtesy of us and, of course, the people at BetOnline. It's BetOnline.ag, the official partner of online sports betting here with Locked On. If you hear a line on a Locked On podcast, it is the betting online line. So you can go over there and bet along with us as you hear it on the show. It's, again, your place to go for sports betting, and nobody does it better than betonline.ag. Again, promo code locked on for a welcome bonus when you start up. It's the holiday season, which usually means a whole bunch of sweet treats. But if you're trying to stay healthy but still enjoy some of that holiday cheer, Built Bar can be the place to go not only just to get you through the day with the protein, but also to get you that snack that won't have you feeling guilty once the holidays are over. Built Bar provides you that protein that you need, as I mentioned, with more than 150 grams and closing in on 200 in some bars, while also not giving you any of the carbs or sugars that you hate to get into your body, less than 5 net grams of both. There's 100% dark chocolate in just about all these bars, unless you're looking for something that doesn't have it, in which case they've got stuff like key lime pie flavored bars that I tried earlier. It's really good. I'm not a big chocolate guy myself. So if you want to try something new for your protein, or if you've tried Built Bar before and honestly just haven't been on in a while, they're making new flavors all the time. Head to Built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. And get into this Built Bar thing that we've been talking about for a while. Because again, everyone goes crazy 
about just how good these things taste. And when they look at the back and see just how many calories and everything they're getting in it, it's honestly unbelievable. Built Bar, try it out. You won't be leaving anytime soon. So who are some players who, whether by just needing to or by being able to, do you think we could start seeing out there on the field as soon as? So there are a couple. I don't think they'll play right away. But there are a couple that I think could be in contention. I just I mentioned two of them already. Yeah. C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles. I mean, C.J. Hicks and linebacker. The Ohio State linebacker position was really weak this year. Outside of Steel Chambers, nobody really impressed me. And even at times, Steel Chambers, you could tell that he's working off of instincts. And sometimes his instincts, if they don't flow as quickly as you would think, he's a little behind the eight ball. So C.J. Hicks is somebody that at linebacker, he is going to push these older guys, even some guys that played this year, to play better. And if not, he could be on the field very quickly if Ohio State wants to rotate linebackers. He could be right there. Sonny Styles. I'm very skeptical about this because I'm very weird about playing guys that would be seniors in high school on the field as soon as they come to Columbus and on campus. I was one of the people when it came to Quinn Ewers being like, he's a senior in high school on a college campus. There's a really good shot that he's not going to play football. But if there's a guy that could come in right away and be a part that's in all the defense, it is Sonny Styles. I do think there are guys that are returning to the defensive side of the ball for Ohio State that will not allow him to play. But I do think that Sonny Styles could be somebody that could be on the field very, very soon. And that's about it, honestly. The other guys, I mean, they're all good, but Ohio State's wide receivers, they have guys that are wide receivers that didn't play that I believe will be a part of the offense next year. C.J. Stroud, the running backs, those are all solidified um, tight ends. You're going to have – that's the position there at tight end. There's a lot of tight ends that didn't play. I don't know if they have to, they have a lot of work to do, but I don't think any of these guys want to come in and be starting at tight end right away. A defensive lineman, Caden Curry, maybe Kenyatta Jackson Jr. Maybe, but I'm very, very skeptical about them coming in right away and being put into that type of environment on day one, a Denzel Burke type. I just don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible for Kenyatta Jackson Jr. And for Caden Curry to end up being um, in the rotation on the defensive line. Jay, Ryan Day has now had a little bit of time here to, of course, get used to things as the head coach of Ohio State and really take the reins with this recruiting things. At least from the outside, it doesn't look like there's been any sort of hiccups or anything as far as the Buckeyes staying on top of things, both in-state and nationally. Are there any things that the old curmudgeons up there in Buckeye Nation are complaining about with what he's done in the recruiting so far? Not really, which is very, I'll say it's weird. But Ohio State fans will find any reason to complain. They complain about things with the way the media is treating Urban Meyer. They, could tra- they complain about things with the quarterback situation. They complain about things with the defense. They complain about things with n- not using certain new positions properly. I've heard really no complaints about the recruiting class, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. It's to be determined, but really have, I've heard no complaints at all about the class that Ohio State has put together so far. I didn't think you would be the one to bring up Urban Meyer here on today's show, Jay, but it's (laughs) nice to get the full analysis from you here on a Monday. Jay Stevens with us every single week, as long as he's, of course, again, getting busier here, as we uh, will get him back in here 
on the weekly on Locked On at Big Ten. Jay, thanks for coming in with us and talking with us about everything that's been going on in this conference. Before we let you go, this basketball team has been looking pretty good. Beat Ohio State, uh, beat up on Wisconsin too, right earlier last weekend. Wisconsin, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, there. Uh, what are you thinking about the way that the Buckeyes shape up on the hardwood? It's pretty scary how well this team is playing when they're not fully healthy. You have a starter in just, Justice Sewing who's not healthy, um, has some, it had an issue at a scrimmage, undisclosed scrimmage before the season, and that's part of the reason why he's not playing right now. They got a player off the bench who's not healthy. EJ Liddell is playing like a future All-American. And this team, with youngsters, Amici Johnson, a transfer in Jamari Wheeler, the sharpshooter and Justin Orange, they're really getting into their stride. I mentioned earlier at the top of the show about a canceled game against Kentucky on this past Saturday, a canceled game tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, against UT Martin. Their next game after that will not be until the 28th, the Tuesday after Christmas against New Orleans. I wonder how that rust, how them being having basically, was it two weeks off or over two weeks off? Yeah, two and a half weeks off. How that's going to be for them because Christmas is here, but these players might be going home to their families with Christmas being here and them not being able to play any games. I wonder how the rust is going to be. But outside of that, this might be the only hesitation. This team is fun to watch, and EJ Liddell continues to do it all. What happens then as we continue along, if that rust then goes into the new year and Big Ten play, could end up affecting Big Ten standings, Big Ten tournament seedings. Of course, that's just the way that this season's going to end up being. Uh, we'll have all sorts of time, I'm sure, to talk about whatever happens with COVID-19 and anything else across the Big Ten over the course of the next week with Jay Stevens here. And if you want to catch up on anything going on with the Buckeyes up until then, of course, give a subscription over at Locked On at Buckeyes, wherever you're listening into the podcast now. Uh, Jay, before we let you go, remind the people where they can get a hold of you and everything you're up to in between the times that they hear you right here. Nate, it is good to be back. You guys can always follow me on Twitter at jstevens 7 You can follow, subscribe to Locked On Buckeyes. Odyssey app, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your fine podcast. It's fun to be back. Fun to talk Big Ten sports, not just football, basketball, volleyball, soccer, and everything in between. Yeah, we got to a little bit of all of it here today on the show. Uh, I'll be back to wrap things up in a second for Jay Stevens, Nate Dickinson, Locked On Big Ten.